Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. As the Boston Celtics will advance once again to the Eastern Conference Finals, there is a toughness to this Miami squad. The Denver Nuggets are moving on. The seventh seed is going to the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers hopes of banner number 18 still alive. Come in with that series with a lot of respect for Denver and what they're going to accomplish. We'll be ready for it on Tuesday. Game one on Tuesday. Excited, ready, going to get a job done. We are one step closer to our goal, which we already knew that we were capable of. We got eight more to get. It's going to be highly competitive. I'm looking forward to it, right? It's the best time of the year. And as a competitor, you just you know, love the opportunity. These are the games that kids dream about. On October 18th, the NBA season tipped off. 30 teams, they were aspiring to host this Larry O'Brien trophy. But 209 days later, the field, it has been whittled down to just four. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. I'm Malika Andrews. The Lakers, the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Miami Heat. Baby, we are running back the bubble. So let's start with the team that actually emerged victorious back in 2020, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. And Kendrick Perkins is joining us now in I know you have been calling this a long time before it became a reality you're gonna have plenty of time to gloat to both me and Richard Jefferson in just a little bit but let's start with this 24 seconds on the clock my friend the Lakers will win it this year because why well one defense win championships and they have the best defensive team left in this postseason they have been the best defensive team they have the best defensive player in Anthony Davis they have the best leader in LeBron James. And when the game get close or when it's time, winning time, LeBron has shown that he's capable of being the best player on the floor. Also, their role players in Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell have elevated their games. Mm, I think that was like 27 seconds, but I'm going to go with it. The Lakers have a plus 300 odds to win the NBA title perk, but they're going to have their hands full in the Western Conference Finals because they face a Denver team that has been the number one seed since December 20th, Richard Jefferson. You can see their odds to win the title, the second shortest of any team, but they will win because why? I think the Denver Nuggets are going to win because they are the most well-balanced team yet. Uh, when I look at Jamal Murray, when I look at Michael Porter Jr., when I look at Aaron Gordon and his contributions, again, when you have Christian Brown, when you have Bruce Brown, when you have all of these guys that are combining and playing elite basketball, I think that they are the best, most mm. complete team. Like we could talk about the Golden State Warriors, and that was a huge win for the Lakers. Not to discredit, but they had been going through things all year long. So sure. That wasn't the best version of them, and even Steve Kerr said, we're not a championship team. This Denver Nuggets team has been the number one seed all year long. They're a championship championship level. It's going to be a real test, but we're not going to have to wait too long, Richard, to see who is going to jump out to a lead in this series because you can see the schedule right here. And this is one that they're going to play every other day. It gets underway tomorrow on ESPN. 
But then we will see who a champion comes out of the West, which one is crowned. But in the, in the East, we have a true underdog story here, Jalen Rose, because Miami on the brink of elimination, right? And then they come all the way back. And now they are fighting for the be the crown to come out of the East. Why can they win it all? I get the true underdog. So obviously you're going to need Jimmy Butler to be the best player performing, remaining in the playoffs. You're going to need a consistent Bam Adebayo rebounding, dominating the paint and knocking down his 15-foot shot. They have the best coach in the game, in my opinion, in Eric Spolstra, mm. who they should give him a statue because <laughs> they got nine undrafted players. They're doing this without Tyler Hero. They're doing this without Victor Oladipo. They're going to need some help. Dwayne Wade, is he available? He's still in shape? <laughs> well, I know he doesn't want to be Alonzo called. Alonzo Mourning? You're just a buzzer beater. No I doubt about it. it. I mean, this, this is what it's going to take. Look right. at the hairline. They're going to need some Herculean efforts from these guys in their prime mm. because they are 3% chance according to ESPN odds. Oh, 3% win chance. it all. That's it. Jimmy Butler has been excellent yes. in these playoffs, potentially the best player so far in the postseason. But I don't think, Jalen, there's been a single better performance than we saw last night. Jason Tatum yesterday in Game 7. So let's head there now, Richard Jefferson. Yes. Because you and I both said, you know what, if this goes back to Boston for a Game 7, Philadelphia is in trouble. Well, if Philly was in trouble also because of a couple of things, we can look at their three main components. Doc Rivers. Check. James Harden. Check. And Joel Embiid in their history in these types of moments. Sorry, didn't have a lot of faith. And it looked like uh, Jason Tatum went in there without a lot of faith, knowing that this was his game. Well, Jalen, it felt like Jason Tatum knew that he didn't really find it until the fourth quarter of the previous game and said, you know what, I'm going to come out and show you what I can do. Jason Tatum, the most points ever in a game seven. He was an equal opportunity employer. You know why? He was giving everybody the business. Look what he did to Joel Embiid as he drops him off with the hesitation and finishes at the bucket with two. Well, and, and, and make no mistake, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the time that they checked out had almost outscored Philly by themselves. Yep. <laughs> like, think about that, two guys had almost outscored Philly by themselves by the time they checked out and could have kept going. And don't underestimate the fact that Joel Embiid is involved in all of these plays defensively. They did a great job of getting him into the action on the pick and roll. They switched way too easy. Jason Tatum got his rhythm on everybody, but he was really cooking on Joel Embiid. 51 points, Woo. 13 rebounds, and zero turnovers. He said, hold it up, count him. 50. I got it. Let's take a listen to Jason Tatum after the Friends game. Fans like that who needs enemies, right? Especially with our season being on the line last game, uh, I was just excited to uh, – we had another opportunity today um, as a team, and you know, for myself just to kind of bounce back. You know, I was relieved. I was happy about that just to get another, you know, chance because, you know, our season could have been over, you know, game six. Um and, you know, just being in another game seven, being able to come back home in front of our fans, um, I was really excited um, just for the moment. So we know the Celtics are one of the most storied franchises in the league, but Jason Tatum did something, as you mentioned, Jalen, that no other Celtic had been able to accomplish. He's the first player in franchise history with multiple 50-point games in the playoffs, Ooh. also doing this back in the first round in 2021. I mean, just an iconic performance all around from Jason Tatum last night. The Celtics are the odds-on favorite to win the entire thing. So, Perk, you've been there. You've done this. How can Boston hang banner number 18 here? 
<clears throat> was going to solely rely on Robert Williams. He was the unsung hero in Game 7. And it may not show up in the box score, but what he bought on the defensive side of things was that we saw James Harden attack the basket and should have shot floaters at times or even tried to lay the ball up. But because Robert Williams was in the paint, he was kicking it out. And on the offensive end, we heard Jason Tatum say plenty of times, in order for us to win this championship, Robert Williams is the most important piece. You know why? Because he's so much of a dynamic roller and he's so much of a live threat at the basket that when Jason Tatum uses him in the pick and roll, it opens up everything and more from him. Even Robert Williams playing the dunker spot opens up the lanes and everything for Jason Tatum to allow him to be the better version of himself. He played 30 minutes last night, and it was an impactful 30 minutes. Mm. And it's going to benefit Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown long as he's on the floor. Remember, that two-big lineup was the best lineup for the Celtics last year when they went to the NBA Finals. And while Perk is giving props and rightfully so to the big fellas on the interior, I want to talk about the players on the perimeter for me that are going to be the difference in which the reason why I believe the Celtics are not only the best team, but we're going to win it all this year. Yeah. I think they have the best foursome of guards mm. in the entire league that not only make threes, but they all each lock down defensively. Jalen Brown, we know what he's improved offensively, knocking down shots, in particular off the dribble, a 25-point score. Malcolm Brogdon was in the six-man-of-the-year conversation, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. White, the same thing, all-NBA yeah. caliber defender. And one of my favorite players in the game is Marcus Smart. Mm. There's a reason why he won the Hustle Award three years in a row. Whatever you ask that guy to do, He's able to do it. Run the team, guard Joel, guard other people on the perimeter, sacrifice his body, make open threes. I feel like that foursome, uh, clearly, Jason Tatum is going to be the guy that has to get you those big numbers. But that foursome, to me, is going to be a difference that nobody can match. No, I, I completely agree both of you. And, and I want to give some, some credit to Joe Missoula. We were critical of him uh, after game four of, like, why aren't you playing William? You can go with the double big lineup. And he made that adjustment with more defense than offense in game six and in game seven and that was the difference in my opinion like their defense and the way that they were able to close games out so as much like we got to sit up here we're going to be critical mm -hmm. of those decisions yep. and those moments when he switches and not he wasn't listening to us that was the obvious and the, the easiest move for them to make to go back to your most dominant lineup he did that they were successful and they were dominant in that yeah. game seven so a little love to the young coach Joe Missoula you talked about complete when you talk about the Denver Nuggets this is oh, a complete, complete Boston Celtics team that also has a little taste of what it's like to be on that final stage all summer long. They talked about how, you know what, I didn't want people coming up to me congratulating me on the run that we made to the comp, to the finals. I want to be congratulated on winning the entire thing. So that recipe of both a little bit of taste and disappointment right. plus being a real complete team. I see what they did with your shot, though. Wait. Oh, I get the trophy I in the background? I see what they did with her shot. Look, I was like, oh, oh, oh hey. okay, I see it. I hey. Know, you know what? <laughs> Slick. She's slick. Yeah, producer, the producers got my back. Liz, shout out to the producers. That was good. I saw this. I was like, oh. Okay. Can we well, move it for my for the B block? Next shot. Actually, okay. we'll go to break right now so we can make a little adjustment to this. Coming up here on NBA Today, hear from LeBron James Ooh. live here on NBA Today. Put you can see back. him getting shots up 
ahead of tomorrow's game one of the Western Conference Finals. Do you look like that, Rich? No. <laughs> I used to. Well, we're down to four teams <laughs> left in these playoffs, my friends, with the Conference Finals starting tomorrow. I want to know who at home who do you think is going to win it all? Might it be the Lakers or the Nuggets? Perhaps the Celtics? Is the heat going to be turned up? Vote, let us know. We will reveal the results a little bit later in the show. The bubble is back. The, the bubble, bubble is, is back, back, baby. All you haters. <laughs> I now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. Following a developing story, Memphis guard John Morant has been suspended by the team after another social media video surfaced in which he appears to be holding a gun in the front seat of a vehicle. Someone is filming John, ja, and then the broadcast it. They broadcasted it live over Instagram Live. It's the second time in less than three months that Morant was seen on Instagram holding what appeared to be a weapon. The first incident, it led to an eight-game NBA suspension that was handed down in March and cost Morant about $669,000 in salary. So for more on this, bringing in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what is the latest with John Morant since the Grizzlies have suspended him on Sunday? Yeah, Malika, the, the NBA will start the process of you know determining the legitimacy of the video that you know, they'll certainly check and make sure that there wasn't some doctored element to it that what everybody saw is what they saw, which is uh, what appears to be a gun in John Moran's hand. And, you know, he's going to very likely face a significant suspension to start next season. I think there was a sense, I think, in the league office with the Grizzlies around the league that there was a level of leniency from Adam Silver with that eight-game suspension last season that really was only a two-game suspension uh, retroactive based on the time he had already spent mm. at that Florida uh, 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 center um, to get some, some of the help that he was seeking. But John Morant went into the league office with Adam Silver, told him he understood the gravity of what he had done, uh, that the, the, the impact that it had on the Grizzlies – on the league and that his behavior which extended with some poor decisions well beyond and before uh, the incident in Denver two plus months ago that he was going to start uh, behaving differently and clearly that did not happen 
uh, with this latest incident. And John Morant, you know, very likely is going to face a significant suspension to start next season that may, you know, uproot it's certainly the start of that Grizzlies, the Grizzlies season. It's clear he had an impact last year. And I think that team falling short of what it thought it might be in the postseason. Uh, but I, I don't think there's going to be, um, you know, nearly the degree uh, of compassion mm. and understanding and benefit of the doubt from Adam Silver and the league office this time around. Potentially a hefty suspension that we could see here, Woj, as we bring Richard Jefferson and Jalen Rosen to this conversation. Richard, I want to start with you here. Your reaction when you saw this yet again. My, my reaction? I won't tell you my reaction. Guns are a sensitive subject in my house uh, for some past prior uh, things. And so I was very quick. I was about to turn off the channel because I didn't want – I was watching the pregame and I knew about the news. And I was going to turn it off really quickly. But then I was like, oh, I'll let it play. Because I didn't want my kids to hear that a guy that they know was playing with guns. And so I was like, oh, let me leave it on. So then all of a sudden my six-year-old is like, Dad, that, that John Morant, the one with the brace? I'm like, yeah. She's like, he's really good, isn't he? And I was like, yeah, he's in trouble because he was playing with the gun. And they were like, well, why would he do that? And I was like, son, I don't know. I'm like, would you guys like to see the video? So they run over. I show them the video. They're like, Daddy, Daddy, why was he doing that? Son, I don't know. I can't answer. I was like, is that a good decision or a bad decision? My son was like, oh, that's a bad decision. I almost laughed because I saw his reaction immediately. And I was like, and buddy, this is the second time that he did it. They're like, he did it, he did it before. And I'm like, yeah. Do you, I didn't want to show him the video. I was like, hey, do you guys want to see the picture? So I showed him the picture. And they're like, daddy, why, why would he do this? And I'm sitting here like, son, you are six, you are eight, and you can recognize that this is a terrible decision. So I don't know. I sit up here with my experiences a 43-year-old man, Jalen Rose is going to sit up here, and a damn six- and eight-year-old can look at what they were watching on television, see it on social media, and I wanted to show it to them because we have a very no guns, no, we don't play that in our house. I don't let my guns play, I don't let my kids play with any type of gun. I, we, we know those rules in black households. We don't play with any type of guns. And so for my six- and eight-year-old kid to recognize and be look at me with utter confusion, and they were just like, Daddy, why would... I don't know. So I'm not going to sit down here and break down and say he needs to get this. All I know is that if my little kids can see that that was a terrible, terrible decision, mm -hmm. I don't know. There's no analysis for me to break down. It is a, it, it's, it's beyond any sort of analysis. That's very well said. And everybody knows I got a chance to sit down with them after the first situation. Yeah. And what I gather is sometimes it takes young people longer to actually get the message and usually that message comes into a stiff punishment mm. and what's going to now happen is it not only affects you clearly as an individual but this is going to affect their entire offseason affect their draft affect their preseason and affect the start of next season so that long runway malika is then going to be a, a revelation hopefully in his life to where his decision making has got to change and Richard, you're exactly right. The key thing is not only having the gun, because depending on where you live, laws dictate whether you're able to have a gun. It's brandishing it and playing with it. Mm. That's where it definitely goes too far. And lastly, there are going to be a lot of people that blame the people around you. Once you get drafted, you're the CEO. They're your friends, your families, and in a lot of cases, your employees. Mm. So you're responsible for your behavior. And as a professional athlete, we all know we're required 
to be role models, whether we accept that or not. If he was in a different profession, maybe an artist or an entertainer, people would look at the video different and maybe even cheerlead it. But because he works in the NBA and has a corporate job, that's just behavior that you can't have. I think back to the interview that you did with John Morant, Jalen, where he said that that's not me. The person you saw in that video is not me. Yeah. Now that this has happened again, as we heard from our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, the league is going to have to look at this through a different lens and potentially with more severity now that this is a reoccurring behavior. Shifting to some news from over the weekend now in the coaching world, in the aftermath of the blowout elimination loss in the Western Conference semifinals, the Phoenix Suns, they fired coach Monty Williams on Saturday night. Last season's coach of the year had three years, 20 million plus left on his contract. Now Phoenix will be looking for a new coach again. So I want to bring Woj back into this conversation. Woj, how did the Suns land on the decision to fire Monty Williams? Matt Ishbia, the Suns' new owner, who you know, he engineered the Kevin Durant trade. He was the one who essentially negotiated it, signed off on it, signed off on it in the hours before the trade deadline. You know that was his trade, and this is largely his decision to fire Monty Williams. I'm told that he never really warmed to Monty Williams in their relatively brief time together in Phoenix, despite the fact that Monty Williams is responsible from taking this Suns franchise from really a laughing stock in the NBA. A 19-win team to the NBA Finals uh, was coach of the year with both the coaches association uh, and the media vote. Uh, but Matt Ishbia is running basketball operations in Phoenix and he wanted to hire his own coach and so now he'll get the opportunity to do that and certainly at a time with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker certainly uh, with a team built around them and some very limited, I think a very limited ability to, to make dramatic change, I think dramatic positive change mm. to this roster because of the payroll uh, and the fact that they've traded away four first round picks for Durant. They, trade, they, they gave up a, a pick swap in that deal. They're limited in how they can build up, back up the depth uh, around those two players. And now they're going to start over with a new coach and, and you know in this league, and Richard, Jalen, Malika, you are always on the clock yep. with superstar players. It doesn't matter how many years left they have on their deals. And so you go on the clock now uh, with a new hire, with a new head coach, and certainly it's a, it's a competitive marketplace out there. Uh, Toronto has got an opening. Milwaukee, who can offer the chance to uh, coach Giannis Attentacupo. Detroit's position has not been filled yet. So... Uh, Phoenix is not the only team in the marketplace. And now, you know, of course, Monty Williams is out. Again, three years over $20 million left on his contract when uh, Phoenix, Matt Ishbia, fired him late on Saturday night. Under Monty Williams, the Suns, they made the playoffs in three of the four seasons. You have to imagine that all those coaching vacancies that were popping up around the league, that Monty Williams is going to be considered as those searches continue as well. Woj, thank you so much for spending some time here with us on NBA Today. So the Phoenix Suns, they have been eliminated from this postseason, but a couple of teams that have not. We want to know who you think is going to be the last team standing. Look at that trophy, Richard. Oh. It's sparkling like your head. Yeah, I just ordered one. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get close to a trophy, but you know what I do? You didn't get close. You got, I watched you. You got that 
Indiana. You're our MVP. We did go six. Six coming up after the break. No, I do. I just fire Ring. LeBron James live. <laughs> with everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I felt pretty good about my game, and I just wanted to try to come in and help our team, you know, make winning plays, and I was able to make a few. James, a three, knocks it down. The Warriors cannot stop the Lakers. Davis, beautiful move, left hand off the glass. How about that? A dominant victory here in game six. This is not a championship team. If we were, we'd be moving on. Our Tuesday before the game, so we will lock in on what we need to do to be at our best versus a very good, well-coached team. So I look forward to it when it gets here. Welcome back to NBA Today. We are just under 30 hours away from the tip-off of the Western Conference Finals, and oh, baby, I cannot wait. The Nuggets, the Lakers, it all goes down tomorrow. But before it gets underway, LeBron James, he spoke to reporters just moments ago. What's the difference for you guys between a series getting to figure out matchups and how you're going to play versus just a uh, you know, regular season contest? Uh, it's just health. Um, it's all boiled down to health of myself and AD and this franchise since we joined each other five years ago. Or was it five? Six? Uh, four, four years ago. Four years ago. So um, it's always come down to health. You're with familiar face with KCP in this series. What makes him an effective player, a winning player? Um, his energy. Um, his energy is second to none. He plays at a high level every single game. His availability. He's always in uniform, and that's what separates him from a lot of guys in our league. Uh, he pretty much plays every game. Um, so, um, and, and he's very experienced. So, um, uh, we know what we're going against when it comes to him. Um, and he plays the game the right way. You know, from 2020, Bron, you guys only have two active players left when you met the Nuggets. They only have three rotation players. What's different about the Nuggets? from that year? Uh, they're, they're better. Um, but they were great then. 
um, and they're great now. But I think um, you know Joker has gotten two more years under his belt. Um, uh, Jamal has gotten back to his uh, regular form after the injury, um, and, and the rest of those guys are playing um, exceptional basketball. So, um, but you know, they're, they're really, 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 really good team. How has how has Jokic evolved in the last couple of years, three years in his game? Would you say? Um, he's continued to get better. Beyond the obvious four wins to win a series, how do you feel like going to Memphis and winning a game, going to San Francisco and winning a game, help you out in the first two rounds? Get um, one of those first two before you get back to crypto. Um, I mean, every experience is different, you know, so. You know, Memphis and, and, and GS is behind us. Now our focus is on Denver, and we can't go into this series saying, okay, this is what we did last year, or the series before. That's, that's water under the bridge. So um, our challenge is upon us tomorrow night, and we, we got to be ready for it. Is the altitude real? Do you feel it? And how so? It is real. How, how, how does it impact you and others? Um, you get tired a lot faster than you would if you wasn't in it. In the first quarter, or is it throughout the game? No, uh, it's pretty much in the first quarter. A little bit in the second. Um, the good thing about a playoff series, you're here for a few days, so it's just like when you go from East Coast to West Coast and the time difference. You know, makes you just sleep up for a couple of days, but then you get just to it. LeBron, you talked about kind of progressing through the, the different levels of the playoffs, level one, level two. But what's the biggest difference between level three and level two? I'm trying to communicate to the guys. Um, well, I mean, as, as hard as you, we, we thought level two was, it's going to be even harder, you know, this round. And that doesn't take anything away from GS because that was, I, mean, I don't know, I've had my battles with that, with, that, with that franchise, so I know how hard it is. But, you know, as you continue to get up, up into the numbers, um, and, and, you know, like you said, level three is just a very difficult challenge. You know, both teams are, you know, one step away from having an opportunity to play for what they started in the beginning of the year, and that's to play for Larry O'Brien. So, um, it becomes very challenging. You guys have made a couple of big adjustments within the course of the series. Just wonder what it's been like for the staff to get in the film room. All right, this is what we saw on the floor in this game. You know, how much of that are you and Darvin and the coaches have come back and forth? That's what it's all about. Being able to make adjustments in between games and within the game as well. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, you come into a series, everyone knows everyone. It's not like you come in with new offensive sets and new defensive sets and things of that nature and new personnel. Um, it's the same personnel that's been there, but, you know, being able to make adjustments, timely adjustments within the game, in between games is um, very helpful to both, uh, you know, for our ball club. Going up against Coach Malone, Lonnie, first time in this setting. What's your message for the young guys that haven't been this far before? Uh, a little close. Um, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. I mean, have fun with it. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just basketball. It's basketball. Go out and play. Uh, we're all here for a reason. You know, obviously, we got you know, um, we got an opportunity to be great. You know, and that's what we want to do. We want to, you know, showcase why we should, why we should be here in the West Conference Finals and go out and perform at a high level. Going up against Coach Malone again. Go out and perform at a high level. So this is a rematch of the 2020 bubble. The the biggest difference, well, one of them is KCP was on the Lakers at that point. He's on the Nuggets now. But Jalen, when you're looking at this rematch, what do you see as the biggest difference? The biggest difference is the Joker wasn't a two-time MVP at that mm. point of his career. And also, he wasn't in consideration for being, like, one of the most dominant bigs that we have seen. Right. It's one thing to give us the 30-plus points. It's another thing to give us the triple-doubles to make people around you better. And what they've done is build a terrific team around him since then of guys that play defense, make open shots, are cutters, 
So you add an Aaron Gordon to go with Michael Porter Jr. You mentioned KCP and Brown coming in off the bench. So the Joker and then Mark Murray. He was extremely confident and playing very well in the bubble. He dealt with some injuries these last couple of years. Yeah. Both of these guys are back healthy. The Nuggets are legit number one seed, and they're probably the favorite to win this series. The Denver team is much better than they were in the bubble. Like, we could talk about Jokic's improvement. If one person I would say is uh, Jamal Murray. He's a person that hasn't improved because he's been injured, but he's gotten back to the level that he once was at where he's a, basically an all-star out there. And so when I look at the rest of their unit, where I look at what the difference with the Lakers, the Lakers had the bigs. Yep. They had JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. They had Dwight Howard. They could allow Anthony Davis to roam and just have those guys. Lakers don't have that. And so for me, the biggest question is who's going to guard Jokic, Mm. right? Because now you're like, okay, is it going to be Braun? Is it going to be Vanderbilt? Is it going to be AD? Because that's the biggest difference. I think this Denver team is better. I think they have more quality depth. When I look at this Laker team, this Laker team is very, very good. But one area in which they were able to really impact the series was their bigs. Dwight Howard was a lot bigger in that series than I think people give him credit for. JaVale McGee, they had depth big that allowed Dwight Howard to not play the five, which we know he doesn't like to. Playing the four, yep. and they don't have that right Free now. Safety they do not. They do not have that, and so that to me is the biggest question when I watch this series, which is different from in 2020. Who is going to guard Jokic and? How are they going to guard him? That, to me, is the biggest question in this series. We don't have to wait to, to hear those questions answered very long because it goes down tomorrow night. But I want to know what you all at home think. Who do you think is going to win the NBA championship? Who is going to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy? Vote hoist? now. Hoist? 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 Is that like what was like whale? <laughs> hoist, hoist it. Who is going to? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Let us know. Vote now, and we will reveal the results at the end I'm- of the Still to come, H-O-I-S-T. Still to come on NBA Today. We discuss what comes next with the 76ers. They have a lot of questions to answer in this offseason, including who is going to be their coach next year? Will it continue to be Doc Rivers? That's coming up next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I've been playing this way for years. I've always been shooting threes, handling the ball. I didn't look up to players for me to do that. I inspired myself in doing whatever I wanted to do. Have you had a chance to watch Victor Wembanyama play yet? How can you miss him? 
cheat code type vibe. This is the cheat code. You gotta get ready for this kid. He has the chance to be one of the best to ever play this game. Ali's, Ali's really in trouble when he comes in. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years, but he's more like, like an alien. He's for sure a generational talent. For months now, the anticipation for Victor Wembanyama's arrival to the NBA, it has been building. And tomorrow, you can see, the countdown is on. We're finally going to find out which franchise will land the generational prospect who is already drawing comparisons to some of the NBA's most elite players. This is the cheat code. This is not fair. Hey, now, Victor Wembanyama throws it down. Yeah, he's like the 2K creator player. Every point guard that wants to be seven foot. Vic's game is just, it's unique in itself. Imagine Rudy Gobert being mixed with a little bit of Kevin Durant, being mixed with a little bit of Dirk. These are things that you do on your video games as a kid, you know, growing up. I played against Ralph Sampson in college. And at that time, Ralph Sampson was considered a unicorn. He was so graceful and athletic, it seemed a foreign concept. In today's game, that's not a foreign concept. What's foreign to us is that you would see someone 7'4 do it with that alacrity and level of skill as if he were 6'2". For me, the closest one is KD. KD, because of the length. For me, KD is not 6'10", he's more than that. Some of the things Victor is doing when he brings the ball up uh, very fast and he's pushing on, in transition, you never see a big man doing that. Kevin Durant, he's a pure scorer. The type of guy when he left Texas, you're going, okay, he's going to lead the NBA in scoring at some point. You know, Victor may do that, but he does so many other things. As great a player as Durant is, Victor has the ability to impact the game in more ways. Punched out of here! With Kevin Durant, he's the, the player I watch the most. For the fadeaways and uh, moving uh, shots after dribble, he really does an incredible job of placing his body, going to his spot. This is something that I discovered over the past couple of years. It's almost like he's the only player in the world to do that. He's growing up now watching KD and seeing Steph and seeing Giannis. Instead of him saying, OK, because I'm 7'3 or 7'4, I don't want to just sit in the post. Now I want to get out and work on my handles three days a week. And then the other three days, I want to work all on shooting. And then I want to work on building my body. So you have the ability to see more. And people are not putting a cap on what you can become. Victor Wimbanyana drills <laughs> I was probably born with a will to do things differently. And I kept that willpower to not letting Sometimes coaches put me in a box so I can really express myself and, and perform the way I want. And tomorrow we find out where he may go, but it is a big night for the NBA on ESPN. We have NBA Please. Countdown Please. at 7 Eastern Jalen Rose, followed by the 23 NBA Draft Lottery. And then we have Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals as between the Lakers and the Nuggets at 8.30 Eastern. You can find everything also streaming on the ESPN app. That's just the Western Conference Finals, though. I want to know, who do you all think at home is going to win it all? Richard, why are you here? Well, you know why I'm here. Because, look, we got a rematch of the bubble. 
We got the Lakers and the Nuggets. We got the Celtics and the Heat. We can sit over here. Look, I can bet based off the fan bases. I, I, oh, excuse me, I'm blocking the QR code. My producer told me. I bet off the fan bases. We know who's going to win this QR code battle. But I want to switch it up. I want to pick our fighters. I saw this on Twitter. I loved it. At me. Which team wins the title? Forget that. Let's see. Is it going to be Tristan Thompson? Is it going to be my guy DeAndre? Is it going to be my guy Blake? Now, these two guys, they had Doc Rivers and play with CP, so you know this will be their first title. And then Udonis, he's got three because he's been with the Heat since the Heat came into the NBA in the late 80s. So I want to know which one of these four do you think is going to win a title? Choose your fighter. (laughs) NBA Today will be back after this. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Game seven, I'm excited to go back and redeem ourselves in front of our home crowd. This crowd is fired up. Step back, another three. Puts it in! Jason Tatum is scorching right now. We had another opportunity today, and today I was more myself. Puts up another three. Tatum tornado continues. He's got 41. One of the real special performances in Celtic history. He now has the record for most points in a game seven. These are the games that kids dream about. Dream turned into a reality for Jason Tatum. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Just a cool 51 points for Jason Tatum last night in Game 7, a record. And after all, I mean, he is humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. And since entering the league in 2017, he's scored over 2,000 playoff points, the most by any player in the NBA in that span. But let's get to the Philadelphia side of things because scoring, it was an issue. Joel Embiid, he saw his average drop almost 9.5 points per game from the regular season to the postseason. That is the largest drop-off in NBA history by that year's MVP. And then James Harden. He struggled. Yet another elimination game where he did so. He now has six games shooting under 30% from the field when facing elimination, the most in the shot clock era. And that all brings us to Doc Rivers. He has lost 10 Game 7s in his career. No other coach in NBA history has more than five. Rivers has lost each of the last five Game 7s he has coached. So take a look at this. Here's where the 76ers stand. They have Joel Embiid locked up for four more years through 2027, but then it gets dicey. James Harden has a player option this offseason and could become a free agent. Tobias Harris is entering the last year of his contract, and P.J. Tucker has two more years. 
So bringing Ramona Shelburne into this conversation, Ramona, can you explain a little bit here? Where does Philadelphia exactly go from here? Well, they have to start with the decision. Do you want to move forward with James Harden and Joel Embiid as your pairing? Hmm. Is this your superstar pairing moving forward? Because James Harden can become a free agent, which means that you have to decide if you want to give him a four-year contract. You want to lock this in for the next four years. And that decision, from what I understand, talking to people around the Celtics, also now becomes tied to the decision about Doc Rivers because James Harden was not all that supportive of Doc Rivers in his press conference yesterday. I think behind the scenes from what I told that one person said to me it'd be hard for me to see James wanting to come back and play for Doc again. This is this is going to be a situation where those two decisions are linked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, as we go forward into this uh, into this offseason and you have another second round exit, you have to decide if you want to lock in your future around those two guys. And then if you're doing that, what does that mean for Doc Rivers? Because the decisions seem to be linked. A whole lot of questions surrounding the Philadelphia 76ers. Which one to you is the biggest, Richard? Oh, we're going to break it down, ladies and gentlemen, because we got a lot to talk about. We All the text chains, everything's been going off about <laughs> Doc Rivers, about James Hart about Joel Embiid, all of these things. And ladies and gentlemen, there's context missing. And I'm not going to sit up here and defend Doc Rivers. But at the same point in time, let's tell a little bit about Doc Rivers' story. So here, look, 2015, right, they lose in seven. Uh, CP, he didn't have Chris Paul for the first two games of that series, right? That's tough. You get it. You still got to be able to make adjustments. But they're missing an all-NBA point guard. 2017, Blake Griffin, their all-star, doesn't play in that series at all. Again, Blake Griffin with a history of injury. We now know Chris Paul has a history of injury. But back in 2015, 2017, but what did they do? In 2020, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go get Kawhi Leonard. This guy is clutch. We know what Kawhi Leonard did because look what he did against Philly. Watch this shot. Boop, 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 boop drops, right? So we're going to go get one of the best fourth quarter finishers out there. Do you know what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George did in the bubble? Let me tell you, I was there. That had nothing to do with Doc. You can talk about adjustments, but I was just as shocked as Doc when I saw Kawhi, or, uh, Paul George shoot the ball off the side of the backboard. That ain't coaching. So then you go, look, East Semis against Atlanta. Look, that's a tough one. What are you doing? That's Ben Simmons. That's where Ben Simmons didn't do any of the things that we talked about. His scoring. Where was Ben Simmons, why did he not go up and shoot this? Yes. So now, but now, in hindsight, we look back, Ben Simmons been still struggling with some things. So you know what? Fine. We're going to go get James Harden instead of Ben Simmons. Well, let's compare their fourth quarters. Let's compare their fourth quarter. 2021, 2023. James Harden's led the league in scoring. Ben Simmons has never been known as a scorer. Look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Two for four, three for 11. In game seven, if anything, I would argue that Ben had a better game seven than James Harden. Harden did. And look at this. Harden scored zero points in the fourth quarter of game five, of game six, of game seven. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, Doc Rivers deserves a hell of a lot of that blame pie, but some of these individual performances go right along with those struggles that Doc Rivers is a part of. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George struggling. The injuries of Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Look, at, And then you watch these two guys struggle in the fourth quarter. Like, Doc, man, some of this is your fault, but I also feel for you, big fella. 
that pill for you. Well, the Celtics eliminate the 76ers. Thank you, Richard, which means that the Celtics move on to the final four. I can't call it the final four, yes, it, you know, it is, though, but man. it is. It feels too college, it's right? NBA. Who is going to win it all? Is it the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Celtics, or the Heat? Let us know. We're going to reveal the results in 60 seconds. Is it Tristan? Is it DeAndre? Is it Blake? NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. Do you think that this has changed the ceiling for the Lakers this year? It has, because I had them as a first-round exit, but they actually could make it to the conference finals. With this roster, I think a healthy <laughs> AD along with LeBron James, I, I think they could make a push. And I don't see why, like, you feel any different. Give us a percentage, a percentage chance. Oh my God. That the Lakers are going to come out of the West. 100% chance. You know, I poke bears. He didn't poke the bear at all. This is a pitch right here. He pulled honey on him. That's what Dylan Brooks did. He pulled honey on him. He pulled, he pulled honey on himself. Cause that bass come. That bass LeBron James. Dylan Brooks picks up James. He wanted James, he gets him. James drives. James is five and one. LeBron! What percentage chance do you give the Warriors to come back and win this series? Zero. Zero. They're done. But let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and how they're legit title contenders. Do we need nine graphics to show the same thing? First of all, it's been a very confusing day in the family uh, of the Jefferson household because first, because of Perk, first of all, like I had, you know, to explain Ja, then I had to explain why their favorite rapper from Doggyland, Snoop Dogg, yeah. is going after yeah. dad. Wait, right, Snoop, my well, bad. Well, well explain, explain your body language when I was trying to tell you something. It was something. just hearing your voice. You'll see it tomorrow. I'll say it.